Welcome to the Physio Mentor Program, a program designed for physiotherapy private practice owners wanting and needing to outsource the training of graduates within their business. Our mission is to create private practices that you would have wanted to start a career in. So your expectations from a business point of view for your graduates. So I suppose um, at the 12 month mark, what are you expecting they're seeing in the practice? Half hour consults, 11 patients a day. What are your expectations of a graduate in your business? Yeah, um, the, like if they're doing a 38 hour week and just a spread across five days or we do Saturdays on a rotating basis. Um, Look, I think if, I, if I've got a 12-month-in grad, um, they would be seeing 10 to 12 a day if, if we have group classes as well. So if they've progressed people well into rehab sessions, um, then they'll be seeing, uh, you know, four or five, maybe six uh, people a day in the gym uh, in programs that they've designed for those people. So... You know, individual consults, uh, ten to twelve. Um, I, that's not that's not that hard to do. You know, that's that's plenty of uh, space between consults and yeah. for follow up, for phone calls, for letter writing. For you know, uh, we always do a twenty four hour recall to double check on people um, yeah. after seeing doing initials. Um, yeah. But I think more than anything, it's the number of number of new episodes someone needs to have a full book or a fullish book. Um, so if a new grad is, in my experience, a new grad's seeing 15 new clients and probably 10 returning clients at 25, 20 to 25, uh, and their book's full, um, I, I think they're doing quite a good job. That's in a month. Sorry, mm-hmm. 25 new episodes a month. You know, it's about a bit over one a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should be able to keep a full book. So if you're not, that means that, you know, you've got a lot of what we call early, early self-discharge. You know, that's people only come once or twice. And look, for for uh, 20%, 25% of people, uh, that's totally appropriate. Um, they, you know, they don't need anything further uh, or they're travelling. They, you know, they're not going to be able to come back. But, but generally, we, we would say... Um, the, look, and typically the, the patient visit average or, you know, is, is another measure that that we use and the really good clinicians, this is an interesting concept that new grads, it's good for new grads to get their head around, that they're, they're very experienced clinicians see people more often. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that's because they're really good at building rapport. They, they've got a big toolkit of things to offer and they're good at engaging people in an episode of care. They get good client outcomes um, because of that. Um, yeah, so like typically uh, seven would be, for me, one of our experienced physios. Mm-hmm. But a new grade, a new grade 12 months, you know, they'd probably be seeing someone look four and a half, five times yeah. and that will slowly build. Yeah, I agree. It's changing. That's a big, I think that's a big mindset change. It's a hard one because everyone's got a fear of over-servicing, but when they can sort of jump over to the other side and realise that it's all about outcomes and you'll get better outcomes, you'll get your patient to the end of the road and where they want to be, um, and not everyone can independently manage and self-manage on their own with a handout of exercises, see you later. So that is a big one and it takes a bit of time, but you're absolutely right. 
Yeah, yeah, look, and as I've gone through my career, um, I, I'm at the point where, um, with regard to self-management and home exercise, um, our, our patients just don't do them. Um, now, some do, and, and you know, if you, you can pick them because they can come back, you know, a week later and they can show you what they've been doing and, and they're, you know, they're clearly they've been engaged in, the, in your recommendations. But uh, I'm, I'm going to pick a number and I'm going to say that 80%, 80 to 90% of your clients will do whatever you set them two or three times and then they don't happen. So that's a real problem for us because... We say to ourselves as clinicians that a lot of the impact of what I'm doing as a physiotherapist is through this this set of uh, instructions and exercises that I've given someone and they're not doing them. So, you know, how do we reconcile that? And I, the, the way I reconcile it is, and, and the research would tell us that you, you need to supervise. Mm. So your clients need to come in to your practice and do supervised rehab exercises so you know whether that's you know you know we have different types of services we have different charge rates and uh, different time you know so we have 40 minute uh, 40 minute exercise session 50 minute exercise session and one-on-one and, one -on -one. Um, and they're in group you know there's there's a, there's a few in there at once so the charge rates less but you know you, you have to do that you have to put people it doesn't if you're going to set a home program, set, set one or two exercises mm. uh, and that might increase the chances of it being done by 10%, 15%, which is good. Yeah. Um, but if you've got someone with long-term back pain uh, and you're wanting them to, if they're, you know, if they're up mobile and they need stabilising and strengthening, yeah, you've got to supervise it. it you, it's almost a waste of time uh, yeah. to, to, to set a home program. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm generalising, but, uh, I, you know, supervision does so many things that, you know, it gives you a point of contact. You can support people. You can encourage them. Uh, you can correct them. They can ask you questions. Um uh, and even if that's the only time that they do their exercises, you know, at least they've done them. That's exactly when they're, it. Yeah. When they're with you. Yeah. And I think interesting like, space. Yeah, it is a very interesting space. And I think a lot of them think, well, you know, they can't financially afford to come and do this. But then, I mean, in our small town, we just know what the community is doing um, and where they're going. So, okay, so they don't come to you because you discharge them because you believe that they probably financially can't afford it. The patient hasn't said anything. But then they go to the PT or they go to some other profession and continue to get supervised and managed by them on a weekly basis. So you're losing them to another profession when the best people to treat them and look after them is us and under our roof. So um, I believe, yeah, that that is also a mindset change that has to happen. Yeah, yeah, look, it's a tough one. Um... And look, this is this is the confidence and the perceptions of value that you're offering someone. But if you if you can, you know, think through, particularly a, a or someone with back pain who has been poorly managed or not managed at all, um, uh, you know, they they have a big impact on their life, their 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 um, ability to do things, and you know. 
you meet all people's, you know, you'd meet them in the meal farming community for sure. You know, farmers who put up with all sorts of things that mm. they, that they shouldn't. But if we can make a difference there, you know, it's worth a lot of money. Mm. Um, and yes, we, you know, we have we have fees, and that is a commercial reality of part of practice. Uh, I would argue we're really cheap, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, why wouldn't you charge uh, one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars instead of you know, eighty to a hundred dollars for a, for a you know the standard consult with the physio, and um, if if you believe that you've got great value to offer, I think you you'll be more comfortable with the charging. And yeah, I mean, look at what accountants, lawyers, builders charge, uh-huh. teachers. You yeah. Know. I um, mean, I always say to our graduate that if you have an issue with cost, then you should walk out of the consult feeling like you've really been duped and you've given way more value than what they have actually paid for. And I think that's where you can't go wrong then. Yeah, the other the other um, equation that I heard of quite a few years ago was to, to have the same service delivered uh, in a public health facility cost twice as much um, because the public health facility, like an, you know, a hospital outpatients department, for example, um, it has the health department sitting on top of it. You know, it's got layers and layers of, of um, people, which it has to have. Um, but we actually offer a very cheap service compared to the cost of the public of the, you know, the hospital outpatient mm. service. Mm. That's a good point. That is a good point. So what are your thoughts for the future of our graduates then, Peter? Oh, look, I, I mean, I love our profession. I, I think we've got a unique, incredibly valuable set of skills. Um, you know, I often say to, to my physios, um, uh, well, you know, we might be doing case review on a, on a tricky shoulder, you know, and it's a, maybe it's a, uh, it's a rotated cuff or a subacromial problem. And, and I say, you know, who, who is best placed to help this person? Let's go through the possible GP. No. Um, orthopedic surgeon, well, the surgeon's going to help determine whether they need surgery or not, but not not to help this person actually exhaust non-surgical, you know, possibilities with exercise and, and manual therapy, if that's appropriate. And, um, you know, sports physician, pretty, pretty useful for... for you know, diagnostics and, and, and assessment. But again, our, if you're, you know, if, you're, if you've got a few clues about a shoulder, you should be pretty similar. We, we've got an incredible set of skills. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, into the future, there's the demand is going to continue. I think it will increase. Um, and I say that because of the, the, you know, the, health of our nation you know we live longer but not better mm. um yeah so i i expect there's going to be plenty of demand for the bread and butter that you see in private practice um problems with the knee the back the shoulder um and and hips and and so yeah i i think the future for grades is good this is certainly private practice so I, I think there'll be plenty of work and I think as time goes by our profession will have more people like you Melissa who you know you've got a concern for the quality of the work that goes on and you know the 
the people who do your program are, you know, they're just they're smart and they're lucky because they're being accelerated through what would otherwise be trial by error in mm. their own in their own sort of um, experience as they as they step through. So, look, I think the APA study 2025, I think it was called. Look, it, it said that private practices will be bigger. There'll be fewer of them, but they'll be bigger and there'll be niche, small practices. Mm. Um, and I think in the cities, that's what will happen and those practices will be... They'll have economies of scale so that they can better support the training uh, and, the, and the teaching in, within the practice. Um, it's very hard to do that in a small practice and that's why your program's so good because if it's a small two, three-man practice... They take on a new grade. Um, it's hard for them to justify getting off the tools because you know they're giving up two or three hundred dollars an hour mm. to do that. Mm. Um, and whereas a bigger practice that maybe could train two or three grades at the same time um, may have the you know the economies of scale. But oh, I think the practice of the future will have uh, it'll have ten consult rooms. There'll be a team of fifteen physios, um, there'll be a big spread of hours. It'll, most of Saturday I'll be consulting. Um, uh, but that'll be a good place to work if it's, you know, well well managed. Mm. Oh, that's some good insights there. So while we wrap this up, so what are your three biggest success tips for graduates or students that are stepping into private practice in next year? Uh, I don't know. Look, I, when I talk to students, I often I encourage them to make sure the mentoring and the support that should be there is there. Um, you know, if, if they're graduates or students that have spoken to you, Melissa, uh, you know, they should be asking their employer to potentially engage with your program if, if the employer doesn't really have much uh in, in their in their you know in the in the weekly diary and I, and I really I think new grads should be talking to prospective employers about exactly what the the teaching and the mentoring looks like um, how often it occurs and for how long because it's very easy for us as employers to to have lots of promises um, but I hear too many stories about people who end up you know in a consult room in a you know, a small practice on their own, mm -hmm. they're a new grad and, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, that's not good for clients or the profession or the, or the graduates. So make sure that, make sure the, the, the mentoring is in place and be, and be specific on detail yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, I think success tip would be, um, take a big picture of you and, and try and find your passion and, and even think seriously about why it is you talk about, you know, why did you want to be a physio? Because that's often where you'll find your physio, your, um, your passion. Because mm -hmm. um, that will drive a lot of the success that you'll have in, in your consults. Um, and just be ready for a rough ride. Mm -hmm. uh, typically what I find is new grads will, will fly for three months and then they hit a, a period where they they start to question themselves. They have a few knockbacks. They might have a complaint, mm -hmm. um, and and then all of a sudden that that wave of uh, euphoria fades, mm -hmm. and they sort of they drop down into a hole. So expect 
the highs and lows mm. of, of 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 the journey. This would be the other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great tips. Sir. Having um just to touch on your first point about having a structured program. Uh, that is one of the things we do tell our graduates um, that do our student program that they should be asking about. But um, I suppose this is the platform that we've created at PhysioMentor where we have these PhysioMentor trained graduates. And when I say that, all I mean is that we've um, fast-tracked them in some of the non-clinical skills with our student one-day program or our online program. And then they're profiled with practices that have proven that they do have great mentoring programs and graduate development programs and this is our recruit hub that we've created so that we can try and create that momentum of having that certain standard for both parties i suppose when they step into private practice with the graduates being a little bit more ready um, because the study from sheree wells told us that they weren't exactly ready so we thought we'd bump, bump that up a bit and the our one day program we take pre and post data and uh, Pre-course, they tell us they're about 40% ready. Post-course, they're about 70% ready. So um, we try and um, have as much of that data as we possibly can. But then, you know, having those great graduates being uh, profiled with the private practices that are doing a great job with graduates is always going to enhance their profession and maybe eliminate some of that drop-off rate that happens as we know in that sort of, you know, fifth year or so of physios. So um, I know that um, you are one of the exceptional practices that are in our recruit hub. And I want to just quickly touch on the job that you've got going in Tasmania for any graduate that may be listening. Um, they need to uh, get in contact with myself or, you know, get in contact with you and um, if they want to be in the recruit hub. But also, what's the job that you've got there, Peter, and how can someone find out a little bit more about you if they're interested? Sure. Um, the, I've got, I think, the ad's up on the, on the Facebook uh, group that mm -hmm. you've got. Um, and there's actually an interview with Jessie Whittle. Um, so she talks a little bit about, um, about working in the practice. Mm. Um, but um, the job's also up on SEEK, and uh, my practice is in Hobart, um, where the name of the practice is uh, Back in Motion Hobart on Murray. And, um, you know, it should be pretty easy for people to, to get in touch um, yeah. through any of those mechanisms, really. Yeah. Um, I encourage inquiry and people who are inquiring to, to actually ring one of my team members, mm -hmm. uh, make, make email contact and then set up a phone call and just talk to them, just exactly. ask them what it was like. Yeah, uh, uh, I think, you know, you can't do any better than that in terms of getting uh, an inside view on what a job's like and what a workplace is like. Yeah. Um, so... And that just uh, goes to show the, the standard that you do have there at the practice, Peter, that you're willing to, you know, open that up and, and you're happy that all your staff are happy that they would give, you know, good feedback and honest feedback to someone else that would be taking on a job. So um, I saw the video on there and I thought that was brilliant, a brilliant way to advertise a position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can talk about it, um, but I don't think that's the same as um, having someone like Jesse um, in talking in that interview mm. about just a very quick, you know, ninety seconds. I think, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. Otherwise, make, make phone contact. I was going to say, Melissa, you know, you're 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 in uh, rural Queensland. I'm in I'm in Hobart, which is rural Australia. Yeah. At least we don't have a, a university down here. Um, 
So we've always uh, had to work quite hard to recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think generally the the practices that do struggle a little bit, you could more because of where they are, um, you'll often find those practices work particularly hard mm. in this space. Um, we do. We have. We've had to. Um, so, if a graduate wants a really good job, you know that would might be one of their screening. Um, uh, you know, questions is like, where is this practice? And um, if it's a little bit out of town, um, and I'm talking just sometimes out of suburbs of the bigger cities, they mm. struggle as well. Yeah. Um, of course, people. I guess they struggle because people don't want to work or, or, or you know commute. So out of suburbs, but it is often where you'll find, I think, uh, the practices like like yours and myself and others that I've spoken to um, who have struggled a bit because of where they are, yeah, they've had to make these jobs work. Yeah, yeah. And I just know the package that we have to offer and and what we offer is uh, probably over and above what others offer um, in the city where there's... You know, they don't have as many problems with recruitment. But, um, yeah, I urge any graduate to think about, highly think about relocation for a graduate role because you're missing out on an excellent first job opportunity by narrowing your focus into just the city. I'm not saying that the city jobs aren't, aren't exceptional, but what I'm saying is that, you know, you need to take a position that will be the best start to your career, I think, more so than just because it's, it's close to home, I suppose. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and I know that Hobart is a beautiful part of the world. When I was down there for the conference last year, um, yeah. it's in a beautiful part of the world. So, um, I wish I was a graduate. I'd take that job <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, thank you very much, Peter, for coming on today. It's so much valuable information for a graduate, and to have the perspective of another private practice owner. Is, um, is very much appreciated. So thank you so much for today. And um, yeah, hopefully people can find you. You're on Facebook or they can find your website and uh, yep. you can get some graduates ringing, ringing you and in, in inquiring about that job. Yeah, look, yeah you know, I'm on the phone. I'm actually going to Europe next week for a couple of weeks, but email, contact or phone is not a problem. Happy right. to, happy right. to uh, field questions or or taking quiet. Yeah, no, look, thank you. I think you're doing a great job, Melissa. Your initiative is really good uh, for the profession and, and, and for the people that take it up. So good on you and well done. Thank you. Thank you so much, Peter.